Good morning, guys. You are getting two podcasts in two days. But yeah, what sort of mojo am I on right now? (sighs) Anyway, this one probably isn't going to be so long as the other ones. It's just something that um, I've been speaking to someone recently and, and we had quite conflicting interests in in money. I know everyone loves to talk about money. Um, but yeah, so I was talking with a friend of mine and I love her to pieces. You know, she's an amazing human being. Um, but she is... Right, we'll go for a backstory because I think if I just delve straight into it, people will be like, what the fuck is she on? So I've I've been brought up in a family which they saved every single penny that they have. And because we we weren't well off. Um, my You know, my parents did struggle when me and my brother were younger. As, you know, two young kids, it's not easy. Like, kudos to them. Like, bloody hell, I appreciate my parents so much. And so the way that they got about things was especially my mum. She is the money person. She is the one who makes sure that money goes exactly where it's meant to go. And she is definitely, um, definitely, (laughs) she is definitely the financial person. And um, they would save every penny that they had. And I've had that sort of upbringing, which to be honest, don't think that's a bad upbringing when it comes to money, especially when you're a young teenager and in the well, in the case for me, I was earning money by the age of 12. So having my mum and dad behind me saying, you know, like, oh, well, tr- you know, try and save this or try and save a certain percentage or try and do this or try and do that. It did help me out. Of course it helped me out. You know, um, I was able to, with my first job in, I think it was like my second paycheck, I was able to buy myself my own 40-inch TV, which back in like 2010, that was you know, it was top of the range, it was expensive at the time, I, th- I don't know, I think it was about 350 or something, but you know, I was a 18, yeah, 18 year old buying herself a 40 inch TV for a tiny little box room and stuff, because to me that was like, that was such a pinnacle moment for me to like be like, wow, like I can actually afford this, and it's incredible, I think that TV is still going, so kudos to that TV. Um, and you know so i got used to i got used to that sort of like way about money which was you know save everything that you have or at least save a certain percentage um and so forth as i got older i have not kept to that and i you know i'm not going to lie about it and not for the reasons like i decided to do what i wanted i just got really really loose with money and I would buy ridiculous things like I think in in like one month and this was before I started doing anything like on the level that I'm doing now this was just with a day job and then doing some side jobs to just make a little bit of extra like pay cash and stuff and I'd just blow it like I'd buy if you meet me I'm not the biggest dress person it's not it's not my thing but I remember one time I went out and spent like 150 quid on just floral dresses uh, like summer dresses and I think I wore one of them the rest of them never made it out of the closet <laughs> and um so that was a bit of a pointless buy but that's the kind of point that I got to so now I have a different viewpoint about money and this is where it kind of conflicts with the conversation I was having with my friend which she was very much like 
you have to save as much money as you can, you know, to buy your house, to buy this, to buy that, to invest, to save. Um, and I was like, right, yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I guess so, but also no. I was, and she, she got really confused. And the point that I kind of was trying to get across was, I have realized as I've made money and then invested into things to make it multiply, I have in turn made more money. I still put a percentage of my money into a particular bank account and that stays there for emergencies. And I'm not allowed to touch it. I will never be able to touch it, really, unless it's like an emergency or you know, something bad happens, you know, I, I still think you have to be conscious about money. I think the the point that she took up was that I was quite, you know, is it fritterous, fritterous, you know, like I kind of fluttered money away. Um, and it wasn't, it's just, so essentially, I work with clients who make like £10,000 a week. And then they pay me a fraction of that money, like they pay me a percentage of that money to make their social media content, to make sure everything goes out on time, to um, retarget their audiences, to kind of do the the managing side of it uh, with a bit of creativity because like I like making the, I like making the infographics, I like writing the captions and stuff like that, it's, it's, it's interesting. And it was as I worked with those people and saw how it works was why I've come to this analogy. Analogy? Yeah, I think it's the right word. If it's not, DM me, tell me I'm wrong. Um, you know, like, <laughs> I there was one client in particular, sadly we don't work together anymore, um, but I wish, I wish them the best of luck in the future. They were pulling in maybe like a thousand pound a month, guaranteed their overheads were really small, so net was probably about 700 a month. But if you think about that, 700 a month between two guys it's not enough to live off is it you know they live together and uh, you know they like they were trying to make everything as cheap as possible which you know kudos to them um but they both still had to have part-time jobs to make up the extra money then they would pay me obviously a percentage of that and this is this uh, this is kind of part of the reason why we don't work together anymore because I'm not I don't work for those prices anymore I don't work for as low as those prices anymore um, and when I took over from, well, took over the managing side of their business, I was able to retarget their audience, um, find more people who want, they, they were a PT business, um, be able to retarget where they're going, get them more clients, um, with their online courses, do that. And then I think by the time we finished, it was, we went from, um, 1,000 gross revenue to just shy of about 5,000 gross revenue a, um, a month, which between two guys, I, that's a lot better. Um, this was over the course of six months. So um, I don't know how they're doing now. I think they've now got like a creative student, which, you know, kudos, do it. You know, if you are, a, it, that, that goes to people out there as well. If you are a student who knows how to work like Photoshop and stuff like that, and you know how to make this stuff, you can make some substantial money on the side by just doing it for other people. Um, 
but this is what I I learned. They invested, actually, to be honest, because I don't work with them anymore, <laughs> I can probably say it. They invested £150 in me a month, and I would do, um, I would go and do a photo shoot with them, just a small photo shoot. And then I would also do like 10 infographics with it. I would help them write their articles and I would watch their pages to see what sort of like engagement we were getting and what sort of people from which area and basic, basic social media business, essentially. Um, But for 150 a month, you then look at the £4,000 worth of profit that came from it instead of sitting at 1000 a month and having to do all the work yourself and then not having time to outreach and stuff by investing a small section of their money with someone who essentially knows what they're doing at that time I'm still learning you know like I was still learning at that point as well um then he's been able well they've both been able to like you know boost their income so that was what I was trying to get across to my friend because it wasn't that I I don't agree with that you need to save money. I, I do agree that you need to save money. But I also very, very much agree that money sitting in your bank account is never making you money. So it's great if someone is paying you 700 quid a month to do social media marketing for them. That is brilliant. But then what are you going to do to multiply it, to make it bigger, you know, that's, that's where I've got to, I've got to that point now where people, people and businesses are invested into me and I am making their business grow. Now, (laughs) what do I need to do for the same effect? That, that's kind of what I was saying, like, not saying that you shouldn't save money, you know, if you want to, if you want to buy a house, I don't, there's a lot of people out there now that says, you know, you shouldn't buy a house, you should rent. That's not the way, you know, that was a very old generation thing. But for me, I I probably at some point will still buy a house. You know why I still buy a house? Because I have always wanted to own my own house. It's what I've wanted since I was 16 years old. So I don't care if I invest like half a million into a house as long as I have the house of my dreams. That's kind of, that's it. Anyway, that's enough from this. So that was a bit of a money talk. What do you think about it though? DM me at Emily E. Topping on Instagram and I'll speak to you soon guys. Catch you in the next one.